Organizations right now, founders of companies need to step on the gas to build up their pipeline. They need to step on the gas and get in front of their existing client base to let them know they're still here and looking out for them. Most entrepreneurs sold really good customer service to their existing clients. And right now is the time to prove that they are providing good service. This is Pittsburgh, a place where a rich heritage of making things and a fierce independent nature come together to create a thriving entrepreneurial community. Whether you're a small business owner looking for ideas or inspiration, or you're an enthusiastic supporter of local businesses, you'll find it here. I'm your host, Darren Volano, and this is the Proprietors of Pittsburgh podcast. Today, my guests are Dan Hirsch and Sam Stein, owners of the company Engaged Prospect. Thanks so much for being on the show, guys. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having us, Darren. We're really glad to be here. Thanks for having us, Darren. Sure. Dan, can you, for those that aren't familiar with Engaged Prospect, can you describe your company a little bit? What is it that you do? What are the core areas of your business? What we do is we help organizations build and grow out their sales efforts. A lot of times organizations get started. They have an excellent idea, wonderful product. The CEO is really knowledgeable about their, their industry. They have a tough time putting that together when it comes to building out a sales strategy. And we can help them launch their sales efforts. Other times we find that companies have done a pretty decent job growing out their sales team, but they have a difficult challenge trying to develop new business. And they kind of get stuck in that old conundrum where I've done such a good job building up my book of business. I can't spend time focusing on new business anymore. How do I do all the things I need to continue to grow? And we have opportunities there to help those types of companies. So at the end of the day, we're focused on helping our clients gain new customers and build out their companies. And you have, is it three sort of core areas of your business? Can you can you describe those a little bit? Yeah, certainly. So when we started the business, we actually were a, an outsourced sales agency. And what that meant was, regardless of where you are in, in your company's life cycle, we would step in when a company came to us and said, I need to build a sales team or I need to have a sales development function to drive new leads. I need to get more appointments. We would work with them by saying, okay, I'll go and hire a person or people for your business. They'll be my employees. And what we'll do is we'll train them, coach them, effectively manage them, and give them all of the support that a really well-established sales team needs. Technologies, processes, really good strategy. We'll help from an outsourced perspective from our offices on the North Shore be your sales team, ultimately. And over time, we noticed that a lot of organizations said, I want what you do. I need that support for my sales effort, but I don't want to outsource. Can you guys help my existing sales team? Or if I want to bring on a new employee, can you help me find that person and train them, coach them, and and be my sales manager by proxy? And um, our business has grown quite a bit with the addition of that new model. You mentioned having a third. The third model that Engaged Prospect offers is focused on the entrepreneur that says to us, those things, I need those things. I will need a sales team. I will need somebody to help me run that sales team and build that team out. 
but I'm not ready yet. I am an entrepreneur and I'm the sales guy. What can you do to help me? Oftentimes engineers and software programmers and and very technical people start awesome companies and they don't see themselves as salespeople. So the third model that we've recently launched is, is focused on the entrepreneur to help them become really good salespeople and understand process and strategy, technologies, all of those things. And Sam, um, both you and Dan are partners in this business. You know, I'm curious, how did you guys come together to form that partnership? What, how did you know each other? And under what circumstances did it lead up to you guys, you know, working together in Engage Prospect? So Dan and I have actually known each other. I was thinking about this before the podcast for, I think, probably 20 years now. We met in high school, so uh, Mount Lebanon, uh, where I actually still live with my family. But as people often do, that friendship sort of waned over time. You'd see each other when you're coming home from college for Thanksgiving or whatever. And during our 20s, we, we didn't hang out very much or, or talk very much, but we took different paths. So Dan was a, a sales manager, always has been a sales guy and launched sales teams. And this is something he's known forever. I was a teacher working in different schools, professional skills and, and things like that. When I decided to stop that and get back into the, the business world per se, Uh, One of the first people I reached out to on LinkedIn was Dan because he was working at a wonderful company here in downtown Pittsburgh that bridged my two loves. It was an education technology company, and I was leaving the education world, and he was uh, running a sales team there. So reached out to him, joined his team, and then when he decided to leave and start Engage Prospect, talked the idea past me, asked if I wanted to come on board, and absolutely I did, and we've been doing that for about five years or longer now, so... And Dan, could you talk a little bit more about your background? Did you have, I'm assuming you had a, a career in sales, as, as Sam just mentioned. Could you talk a little bit about that? And then also, what career positions or experiences most impacted you in the development and creation of Engage Prospect? So that's an excellent question. I've been a sales guy my entire life. In fact, all through high school, college, and after college, um, sales and marketing, actually realized shortly after college, that it may not be a career path I wanted to continue. And I did what a lot of people do, went back to graduate school to continue my education, to to try to get into a more professional setting. What I didn't realize was that in professional sales, you are part consultant, part entrepreneur, part problem solver. And in, in college, when you're selling vacation packages to timeshares in Florida and and various other things that maybe don't support and help the the public or it doesn't serve a common good, you realize, you know, maybe this isn't the right career for me. In professional selling, you can truly help people's lives and change people's lives. That's my number one love for why I'm a sales guy. In my career after graduate school, my focus has been leading sales teams at mostly education-related companies. I worked for Um, a few universities helping recruit students and developing marketing strategies for identifying new target students. And then, as Sam mentioned a few minutes ago, at Carnegie Learning, our focus was to bring software and, and textbooks and training to teachers all around the country. My genesis for starting the business was that in several of these different organizations that I'd worked at from a corporate setting, we realized that Small and mid-sized companies often struggle to have all of the resources they need to have the best sales programs they can. Sales is very fluid. 
When somebody says they're an excellent salesperson, that doesn't mean they've mastered it by any stretch of the imagination. Somebody that's doing the right things today might not be doing the right things a week and a half from now. Somebody that is never formally trained might be a really good sales guy. It's fluid based on messaging and your market, the person you're speaking to to try to partner with. And at the end of the day, all that sales is, is trying to follow best practices and trying to understand the people that you're working with to help them solve problems. We launched Engaged Prospect as a way of giving small and mid-sized companies the ability to have those best practices, whether it's understanding the fundamentals of selling, the nuts and bolts of say this now, ask this question next, and here's your strategy. But you also have to understand processes and technologies. You also should leverage data to help make informed decisions on what campaigns to run and, and when to ask certain questions. So it's, it's so much more comprehensive than just, I read a book and I know how to ask questions of my prospect. We decided to launch Engaged Prospect to give small companies and mid-sized companies that suite of best practices. Gotcha. Sam, could you tell us a little bit about your background as well? And um, I'm also curious, in which ways do you and Dan complement each other in your business skill-wise since you're both partners in the business? So I'll actually start with the second half of that question because I think that's a great question. And strangely enough, on two calls this morning, Dan and I were already talking about, <laughs> about that because we were tag teaming a couple sales calls and a couple client calls. You know, Dan's, Dan's awesome. Dan's a very creative guy, really big picture guy, wonderful entrepreneur, calculated risk taker, optimistic, you know, and that comes from being in sales all the time. And as he said, being really a problem solver and consultative and trying to figure out, is there opportunity here? Can we make things work? My background, I come from an education background, right? I went to Syracuse University, got a degree in, in advertising and marketing. But when I got out, I got a master's in education and really wanted to get in front of people and help them impart knowledge and, and discuss and, and, and help them overcome some of their challenges and, and uh, maximize on their strengths within their careers. And it's really interesting sort of the path that we've taken, but I'm very specific. I like to have checklists and get things accomplished and mark things off, right? And Dan's big picture. So we counterbalance there for sure. But within sort of the roles that we've had, you know, I've been, I've been a teacher, as I mentioned. I've been an individual producer in sales. I've been sort of an embedded VP of sales by proxy with our clients. But we've recently, as Dan mentioned, launched a sales training program. And before that, about a year ago, we were going and doing a lot of seminars, a lot of trainings at incubators, small business development centers, universities, things like that. I've recently gotten to merge my two passions even more, right? Classroom sort of education in sales. And it's great, right? So really executing on that program is where, where I'm at now. So Dan, you described the three core areas of your business a minute ago. EP Academy is one of those areas. Also working with clients on the, at their location to help them build a sales team is one option. And another is they're leveraging your team as their outsourced sales. Can you take one of those or two of those and give an example of, you know, at what point in their growth would they want to leverage you as an outsourced sales team? Or at what point would they want to bring you in to do it on site? Can you give a, talk a little bit more about that? Can you give another example? An organization that might want something a little more internal, an example would be actually a Pittsburgh organization called Direct Online Marketing. 
Justin Siebert is the the president of Direct Online Marketing, and he he understands lead generation, he understands search engine optimization, he understands everything marketing. Launching a sales effort had been challenging for him. He had tried a few different times to hire a sales rep to help him get more meetings and and generate more awareness of his business. But he had never done it effectively. And he came to us and said, I, I've hired sales guys in the past. They never work out. I have a tough time training them. Do I, do I spend six figures to bring on an established sales rep or hire a brand new rep and, and train them? But I don't have these resources and, and I'm struggling. But I know I want this person to be internal because I want this guy to be my next vice president of sales. I want this person to take on more responsibilities with my organization. How can I do this? And we showed him that we can offer the same deliverables. We can coach and train and manage and build out tools for this hire. I can even help you recruit this person and go through job interviews and your job descriptions. We can do all of these things for you as a support mechanism for your own hire. When we were on those phone interviews with candidates, we heard oftentimes the candidate say, wow, you guys work with a company that has this much support? That's incredible because direct online marketing is a very small team, but they have this feel of being a larger organization that supports their employees because of their partnership with us. Dan, we're living in obviously unprecedented times. We're living during this pandemic. There's a lot of change that's happening. There's a lot of business that's, everybody's getting disrupted. Business models are changing because they have to change. People are doing more virtually. They're doing more online. It seems like EP Academy is sort of a perfect fit for this new paradigm because, you know, it's training entrepreneurs in sales virtually online. I'm curious, was the creation of EP Academy was that something that came about in re direct response to the pandemic or was that something that you had already been working on before this happened? Yeah, so for the past two or three years, we've been fortunate enough to have been invited into some of the most prestigious regional incubators and universities in several different close locations. We, we've gone up to Cornell, Alpha Lab in Pittsburgh, Carnegie Mellon University, Jumpstart up in Cleveland, West Virginia Job Investment Trust down in, in uh, West Virginia. There's been some incredible places that we've been able to go and, and teach classes to entrepreneurs as a free program to help really smart entrepreneurs who don't have a formal sales training. Our, our goal is to help them understand what's available for them from a, a resource perspective to become better salespeople. Through that experience over the past several years, we've learned that a lot of entrepreneurs need support when it comes to best planning out the strategies for their growth efforts, understanding how to deliver a value proposition and test market fit. What CRM should I use? What technologies are available? All of these things became really evident during our, our sessions at these different incubators and universities. So we have been planning EP Academy for a long while. With that said, as most of the, the other guests on your show, we did need to pivot when COVID-19 came around. So the world has become now a very remote sales, frankly, not even sales. The, the world is now remote. So how do you keep business going given the limitations that we have of not being able to leave our house? 
EP Academy is a need of a lot of entrepreneurs who don't have the knowledge or confidence in becoming a good advocate of growth for your business. As I mentioned earlier, how many engineers or software programmers or business consultants that are experts in their industry, but not experts in sales and marketing, they need some support to help them grow their business, but they don't have the resources to go hire a professional salesperson to take this on. We thought that unfortunately, COVID-19 is the perfect time. People are sitting at home wondering, how do I grow my business? I didn't have a full picture of how I was going to grow my business in February, let alone now that COVID-19 has affected everybody. I'm now even further unsure of how I can do this. EP Academy is a way of helping entrepreneurs understand how to grow their business in COVID-19 and after during the recovery phase. We feel really fortunate to be able to work with entrepreneurs right now. Yeah, EP Academy is not only teaching entrepreneurs sales skills, which is important, but also in this time of change, people are more worried than ever about how they're gonna make those sales because people are losing business. Could you talk a little bit more, Sam? Maybe you could talk a little bit more about EP Academy and you know what does it do? I know it's a, a sales training for entrepreneurs, but how does it exactly work? Is it a live taught program? Is it a pre-recorded program? Do clients have access to you guys on a one-on-one basis or somebody on your team as part of joining the program? You know, talk a little bit more about the mechanics of, of how it works, how long is it, and and so forth. Sure. Yeah. So the the setup of the class is really interesting. I, you know, I talk with folks and I, and I try to explain to them there's content out there, right? I mean, you can go buy sales books. You can, you can sign up for blogs. Content is important, right? But it's having help processing those ideas, maybe challenging your assumptions about those ideas, um, having robust discussion around, hey, this won't work for my business. Well, maybe it will, right? Have you thought about it this way? So the way the class goes is it is synchronous, right? It is live online. And that's cool because you get access to a peer group of entrepreneurs. You get to spend a couple hours a week working on your sales program rather than working in your business so much. And what we do is we present some content, some of it's third-party content, some of it's our own content. And we discuss that and, and ask, have you tried some of these things? What's working for you? What's not working for you? Scale of one to 10, where can you improve? And we really process these ideas. Currently, the program is 12 weeks long, so about three months, and we're meeting two or three times a week for an hour. And there's also some built-in one-on-one coaching sessions. As we're doing these, these live online sessions, very similar to what we're doing right now, we're learning things about your business, and we want a touch point sort of once a month during that program to get some one-on-one consulting, right? And to say, hey, in class, you mentioned this, or I had some questions about that. So there's that, that one-on-one consulting built in as well. So with EP Academy, have you launched it yet? Have you tested it yet? I'm curious. And if so, what feedback or response have you gotten so far? Yeah, that, that's fantastic. So in terms of experience, I, I feel like the, the EP Academy classes that we have been offering and the incubator and university presentations we've been conducting all are very similar. So working with entrepreneurs, we've, we've helped hundreds of various business owners and entrepreneurs over the past two or three years from a, an exclusively training standpoint, not consulting, not coming in and doing the work for them, but teaching them how to fish. 
we've helped, fortunately, over 100 different organizations. From an EP Academy standpoint, the feedback we're hearing is that this is the most comprehensive program that they could be a part of. Not, not only are they getting valuable information for how to be salespeople, what to say when, how to have these conversations, how to deliver your value proposition in a way that resonates in the market. But we also, because we are entrepreneurs ourselves, we understand the constant need to develop new strategies and pivot and change course very quickly to capture market share based on what's happening in today's world. Once you've mastered the messaging for a campaign that resonates with your target market, it's time to change it because your target market changes. Do you think that Zoom has changed their value proposition in the past month? 100% yes. Has engaged prospect? Yes. Should people that are selling in any capacity, they need to have a different mindset today than they did a month ago. And that, that goes with strategy, that goes with process. You're now reaching people at their homes. Your process is quite different if you used to walk into somebody's office and shake hands and hug them and sign a contract. That no longer happens. Technologies out there, entrepreneurs don't have time to go vet every sales technology available. We help them understand those things. And, and finally, being able to put it all together and say, okay, I, I have an analytical approach of looking at the work I've done this week or this month to see what's, what's performing best. Our comprehensive approach has definitely been delivered back to us in feedback that is super positive. People know that they're getting, they're getting something that was taught to them by people that actually believe these five things and that we follow in our own business as entrepreneurs too. Dan, I think it's so important that entrepreneurs learn sales skills. I, I love this training. It's one of the reasons why I thought you'd be great on the show because people out there listening now, especially during this pandemic time, really need to understand selling in general. And so many entrepreneurs, they are technically proficient in their field. They know they're, they're experts in what they do, but that doesn't always mean they're going to know about sales or that's going to translate to understanding sales. So I love what you're, what you're providing, what you're able to do. And I'm just curious at what point in your career or on your path or your journey, did you, did you see this gap in the market? Did you see this need where you said, you know, I'm working with entrepreneurs or I'm talking to a lot of them or maybe they're new businesses or maybe even they've been around for a while. Maybe they're not new, but they just don't have a sales team. You know, they need help in this area. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs wait too long to test the market. They wait too long to sell because they want everything to be perfect or they want to get there. They, they're in love with their product or their service. And, you know, really what people should be doing is selling right away because as soon as you there's nothing like selling right away, right? Because as soon as you do it, you know right away what the feedback is from the market. The market's going to tell you what the feedback is. And it's amazing. So many folks plan and invest and raise capital and have these long lead times before they get to actually really trying to sell or they don't know how to do it. And then when they do, there could be a problem and there's all of this money invested. So I think it's a great need that you have identified. I'm just wondering a little bit more of how you how you came about identifying that need in the market. Yeah, so a few different ideas there. You you mentioned needing capital, right? And working with investors, VC firms, incubators to help you. I think and and you know this because you've done you fundraised for your own business in the past. Not all companies 
are out there to get resources from investment firms. Some are self-funded, some don't need massive resources. And what they need is to just grow their business organically. And Engaged Prospect is an example of this. We are slow and calculated in our growth. Certainly, we'd like to be a little larger. We'd like to have more profitable clients, of course, like everybody. But we we are fortunate to be in an industry that we can grow and, and shrink as our client base adjusts. Many organizations are, are producing physical items or they need infrastructure. They need resources to launch their business, and that requires investment. So what we've noticed, every VC group, every pitch day at any organization, every incubator that teaches their their students or companies how to go market their services, they will touch a very small amount on how to actually sell. They focus a lot on product market fit. And that's because you don't want to waste your time selling to the wrong people that aren't going to find appreciation in your service or product. But what's so important is just getting out and having these conversations. On on our podcast a few weeks ago, I, I spoke with a lady who shared with me that the very first thing she did, not a salesperson by nature, but the very first thing she did was called 20 organizations to ask for feedback on her idea. And during that time, she learned what the market wanted and thought and needed. That's a sales call. Whether you're asking for advice and feedback or you're asking for a purchase order, that is still a sales call. And I think part of EP Academy is to teach you how to do that fundamentally and how to feel comfortable if you're not a 20-year sales vet that came up through the ranks at IBM or Pfizer. We want to show you how to have those calls. But the other key thing is how to position. You mentioned getting on the phone, having these calls so that you understand your market. That not only can help you affect your product in the future, right? Version 2.0. But I think that helps you tell your story for future investors to continue that growth. The more conversations you have around your service and how you're helping other organizations solve problems, the more feedback you get, the more no's you're told on sales calls, the better equipped you are for the next phone call or face-to-face meeting when we're allowed to do those again. That is so critical, just getting in and doing it. And I see entrepreneurs, unfortunately, all the time that get kind of stuck in that, okay, I have this product. It's the way I wanted it to be, or it's the way my first five customers thought the product should be. And I can't yet start making sales calls or do email marketing campaigns or advertise until I have everything buttoned up and perfect. And that paralysis by analysis, unfortunately, causes so many small startups or even 10-year-old companies that haven't grown that much. It causes them to, to just, unfortunately, stagnate. And that's what we're trying to help solve. Sam, you know, as we had mentioned, with EP Academy, that's part of a pivot for your own business because you're able to do something online that you weren't doing before. And what else, I'm curious, what else besides EP Academy is your company doing to work through this pandemic and and adjust in these current times? And what are you seeing your clients do in terms of, you know, what are they doing to get through this time to not only survive, but maybe even prosper 
And what are you seeing out there from both what you're doing in your business and also what maybe some of your clients are doing? It's interesting, right? So some people are having the question, should I be outselling and should I be marketing during this time? And the answer we think is wholeheartedly yes. The, the real question is how, right? How should I be selling and how should I be marketing during this time? There's a few things to do. One is certainly you need to be empathetic and we need to be focused on the elephant in the room, right? Things are changing, but that's the same as we always should be in sales. At first, when you're having conversations with folks and you're reaching out, the first thing to do is always to discover where they are in their business, what challenges they're having, if now's the right time to talk and planting seeds. And sales is, is, a, is a bunch of conversations, a bunch of steps from awareness to landing the business to keeping the client happy for 10 years, right? And so what we're doing is we're, we're modifying our approach, but interestingly enough, we've always been an inside sales company in some respect. And inside sales is now just turning to remote selling, but leveraging technology, right? Getting out and, 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 and targeting and segmenting our messaging to respond to the times and to address the challenges of the times. But again, it's interesting. Everything has changed, but nothing has changed. It's more of what you should be doing in sales best practices anyways. Constantly be reaching out to people, really trying to start conversations and segmenting your messaging and being empathetic to your potential customers' needs right now and, and, and their situation right now and seeing if it's a good fit. What we're seeing with our clients is actually, interestingly enough, they're doubling down on the efforts we've been trying to get them to do ahead of this, right? Like they, they can't drag their heels anymore. They really need to use the right technologies, segment their messaging, be empathetic, use sales best practices and really go slow and steady with their customers, schedule their next calls because they can't just pop in. All of those best practices they're, they're doubling and tripling down on. That said, some folks are furloughed right now. Some businesses are, their doors are shuttered. And so there is some time now also to work on planning right? On writing some new campaigns and on cleaning up your pipeline and cleaning up your database and some of those things that you maybe don't have time for in the interim between the current state of affairs and when we get back to whatever the, the new normal is. And so our clients are, are doing that as well. Ultimately, though, the, the thing that we're trying to help them do is figure out how can we stay active, how can we stay working on our, our sales program and, and getting out in front of customers and getting out in front of them in the right ways? As we wrap up, could you share some advice to other business owners out there, other entrepreneurs? Obviously, we're all working through this new world and this new economic climate. What advice would you have for folks and what, what things could they be doing, should they be doing to get new customers, to make new sales, to hopefully keep their businesses alive until we get out to the other end of this at some point and possibly even thrive? What, what things could people be doing? When things are going really well, companies can find success in a variety of ways that sometimes is planned and sometimes is not. For instance, Ben Roethlisberger can throw a pass three yards off target and complete it for a touchdown when he's up against a terrible secondary on a bad team. But when he's facing a really good defense and he needs to laser focus and put it in a window that's about one foot wide, he has to be on point. And I think that, unfortunately, is where we are today. 
there were many companies growing and thriving and hiring people. Employment was at its all-time best this January, and now it's potentially at its all-time low. I'm not sure the numbers versus 1929, but I'm pretty sure the economy is at least stalled out, if not crumbling. And what does that mean from an entrepreneur standpoint? You have to be doing some of the fundamental best practices properly. You have to put the ball in that small window or else you won't find success. What does that mean? To boil it down to a few small things. You have to be building pipeline. That may be companies and customers coming to you. For companies like Zoom and and Skype and Google Hangouts, organizations are coming to them because they need a platform to deliver this service. For organizations that are struggling right now and don't have the solution to solve the problems, they need to be developing opportunities and having conversations for when the market comes back. Organizations right now, founders of companies need to step on the gas to build up their pipeline. They need to step on the gas and get in front of their existing client base to let them know they're still here and looking out for them. Most entrepreneurs sold really good customer service to their existing clients. And right now is the time to prove that they are providing good service. And I think finally, being able to just follow these best practices. And if if entrepreneurs know them, they don't need an EP Academy. If they don't know these best practices, they might need some support. Being able to put together a strategy that involves technologies and processes and best-selling fundamentals is critical when it's hard to sell. When it's in a time where it's very difficult to sell your service, you can either stop doing it or figure out a way to make it through. The beauty of entrepreneurship is that we're wired to make it through. We did, when we launched those businesses, we worked until 3 a.m. every single night, seven days a week, until we had our company set up. Right now is kind of back to basics. Doing the right things, using the right tools, and understanding the right way to get your message to people is critical. It's more critical than ever. I think it's a great, uh, that's some great advice and a great place to end it. Guys, thanks so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. It's great to have you on. Thanks for having us for sure. Thank you, Darren. It was a pleasure. Yeah, you do a great job. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please do me and the Pittsburgh small business community a huge favor by giving it a rating on your favorite podcast app. It really helps others to find the show so that we can continue to build our community. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do. And if you know someone who should be on the podcast or you'd like to connect with me, you can reach me at proprietorsofpittsburgh.com, thestartupshop.net, that's shop spelled S-H-O-P-P-E, or at 412-336-8247. I'm Darren Volano, and this is the Proprietors of Pittsburgh Podcast. Take care.